Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, we lose another one, a close one. Ah, we come up short 29 to 27. We lose to the in state Los Angeles Chargers. And I ain't going to lie, I'm a little upset. Uh, This was definitely a winnable game. So what we're going to do, we're going to break down the offense as best we can. We will have a defensive episode later in the week. But I just want to focus on the offense. Uh, Again, we lost. The crazy thing is, we were 10.5 point underdogs, according to Vegas and the money that was in. We lost by two points, and this was a winnable game. You know, coming up short like this, and this is beginning to be a trend. Uh, This is our ninth straight road loss. Good football teams win on the road, and good football teams find games like this to win. Now, obviously, we came up short. You know, the injuries are awful, and we got a lot more. But so do the Chargers. This is something that we got to talk about. So we're going to go over MVPs. We'll go over inactives, injuries, kind of drive summary, and all these different things. But just understand, this was a winnable game. I feel like we're in the first half of last season where we had that stretch of all those games we lost by three points or less. I think it was five straight. This game felt like this. We really should have won, could have won, but it just slipped out of our hands. Now, the offensive MVP, uh, this is just going to be an offensive breakdown. We'll have defense later in the week again. The offensive MVP is George Kittle. Holy freaking cow. This guy just goes off eight targets. He caught six for 125 yards and a touchdown, not to mention the 82-yard touchdown reception that he had uh runner up would be cj bethard he played amazing he played amazing we lost 
had nothing to do with him. I understand his stat line's not the best with two interceptions. We'll talk through some of that. Both of those interceptions were not his fault. Maybe the second one, we'll talk a little more. I don't want to jump in there anymore. Now, in actives for the entire team, Richard Sherman, Chiquisky Tart, Josh Garnett, Richie James, Najee Torin, Julian Taylor, Sean Coleman. Nothing too big there, nothing too surprising. Um, it would be nice to get Garnett back. Man, our old line, we are struggling. You know, first week, <laughs> we lose all of our guards, and we don't have any enough to play, so we move our tackles inside. Uh, this week, we lose both our starting tackles at one point, and, man, what are we doing? Luckily, McGlinchey battled. Even Kyle Shanahan came out and said, uh, McGlinchey's so tough. He came out in the second half after his knee issue and we know it was really really tough for him to do so so i just want to say shout out to that guy now this is going to sound bad i I just preparing you i'm going through the injuries and they are numerous uh some of them weren't as bad as they could have been but i'm going to go through each player that was down and what that looks like dante pedal dante pettis knee out the rest of the game, got rolled up and twisted weird. That looked bad. I really, I thought it was going to be an ankle. His shoe came off, but turns out it was a knee, and you can see him doing the ACL check on the side. The good news was they picked him up and walked him to the sidelines, and then he went into the locker room. So that's great news. Anytime they do that ACL check, you just got to hold your breath. And it seemed like everything's going to be okay. Maybe a sprain, could be an MCL, or lots of things it could be. But the one thing I can tell you it's not is a torn ACL, which is the best news for Dante Pettis. Western Richburg, he went down, came back next series, and you're going to hear that a lot. Joe Staley went down in the second quarter with a knee injury, and he was out. He looked okay on the sidelines, but you could just tell he was pissed off. Joe Staley is the Iron Man of the NFL. If that guy, he broke his face. <laughs> he broke his face last year and didn't miss a game. He came back the next week. So if Joe Staley's out, you know that is a legit injury. So, and maybe one of the most valuable players on our entire team. You know, we, we send in Gary Gilliam and I don't know, man. It's great. His effort and his effort is amazing <laughs> on the pick six that could have been, he made a tackle, you know, 70 yards downfield, which is great. But having said that, the a big reason why <laughs> the interception happened was his fault. So, but I mean, it's great effort. He's just not skilled. So we got to have him back. Marquise Goodwin goes out. We lost both our exes, Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis. That was rough. We were putting in guys in weird spots that they haven't played. Shout out to Kendrick Bourne. He played amazingly well in spot duty. He seemed okay afterwards. Marquise Goodwin, he came back in and then went out and came back in and went out. Uh, he just needs to be healthy. We need that guy. Mike McGlinchey, as I said, his knee was out, but he came back in and played through it. No clue how he did that. Solomon Thomas was out. He came back in later. Juice was out. He came back in later. Brito was out. He came back in later. The the injuries are just unreal. C.J. Beathard, he was out. Uh, he just got the breath knocked out of him, and you're just sitting here thinking, Really? Nick Mullins, we're marching Nick Mullins out here, which I, I love Mullins. He's great in the preseason. <laughs> anyway, this is kind of where we are. And a lot of people reached out to me on Twitter and just said, why are we having so many injuries? What is the cause of this? And I will quote Kyle Shanahan here. Quote, I'm not God, so I don't know why injuries happen. Unquote. The press asked him the exact same question after the game, and it looks bad. 
you know, I if you would have asked me, the most injury-riddled team in the entire NFL has been the Chargers for the past decade. The 49ers are pressing that. Uh, I mean, starting quarterback, starting running back, starting wide receiver, starting center down, starting left tackle down. We had all four members of our secondary on the injury report this week. There's just so much there, and so you take it for what it is. You don't get sympathy points in the NFL. You just got to move on. So uh, let's go through the drive for the offense. These are the drives. We had 11 total drives, and, man, not great. (laughs) First one, uh, three and out. We had a tackle for loss and then a false start by Trent Taylor. The wide receiver should never happen coming out of motion, so we punt there. Touchdown, we got the great pass to Bourne on the second drive. Third drive, field goal, 21 yards. We had three third down conversions to Kittle on this drive alone. It was a 21-play drive, 10-plus minutes. Definitely the kind of exactly how you want it as an offensive coach, but you came away with a field goal. You got to figure out a way to get into the end zone there. That was huge. We are only one for four in the red zone. Continues to be the Achilles heel of this team. Our red zone efficiency is killing us. Uh, Fourth drive of the game. Three and out with 30 seconds left uh, in the half. Then it was the end of the half. So we only had four offensive possessions in the first half. Of course, obviously, we had the pick six to start the game which counts for the offense right we got seven points on there but that limits the amount of touches we get on the offensive side uh fifth right out of the half we go right out of the half we go three and out uh gilliam comes in for joe staley and gets cj bethard hit on back-to-back plays one for a sack one forced a bad throw so we had to punt the ball Six series, interception, 94-yard return off of a select drop, bounced off of his freaking chest. You know, we give out an MVP, you know, on this podcast, and I love doing that. If I had to grade the worst player, it's it's Selick, Garrett Selick, and it's not even close. Two holding calls, that interception, he would have scored a touchdown. He got tackled the way he fell down if he would have caught the ball. He would have fell into the end zone. And so for that to be... You know, a complete 180. Instead of getting seven points, we allowed three points. That's a 10-point swing. We lost by two. Uh, Garrett Selleck killed us this game. He had a couple good blocks, so I'm very curious to see his grade on Pro Football Focus whenever that comes out. But uh, just all in all right now, I'm pretty pissed at his play. He's either on fire in the best 49er we have, or he is absolutely trash. He's had two terrible games and two just off-the-chart games. We need consistency from veteran players. We don't have a lot of them. Seventh drive, three it out. Eighth drive, that's the 82-yard touchdown pass to Kittle. That guy is special. He's unreal. Ninth drive, 33-yard field goal. Tenth drive, three and out. And then the very last drive of the game, our 11th drive, interception. CJ gets hit. As he is throwing the ball and a D lineman just happened to catch it, fell right in his hands. And I guess I'll say this, like uh, Kyle Shanahan even said, I almost said Jimmy Garoppolo, goodness, Freudian slip there. You have to see that. You have to see the blitz coming. We had a five scat protection, which means five on five. We're good. We're just doing a wave kind of pass protection block, but they brought six. You got to see that, which means you got to get the ball out early. So if we're blocking with five and they're bringing six, you got to get the ball out. So it's what it is, but we missed it, and that cost us the game. So this is kind of where we're at. A couple of Kyle Shanahan press conference quotes. Uh, CJ gave us a chance to win today. I agree with that. He played absolutely amazing. We lost the game. It had nothing to do 
absolutely nothing to do with C.J. Beathard. Hard for McGlinchey go in the second half. He came back. Both of our exes got hurt. That hurt us. And then a couple defensive things. So that, that's kind of where we are. Now, I do want to say a couple things. As far as I, I, <laughs> I, I don't promote myself very much. Um, I don't know. Maybe I do it a lot. But I have a lot of other podcasts. And a couple people have asked me, why don't you talk about your other podcasts on here? So I want to do that now. Um, I do host an NFL Express podcast that I do once or twice a week with uh, at host Chuck B, who's just a lifelong friend, a great guy that's huge into football like me. And we go through the entire NFL. So look up. NFL Express Pod, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, NFL Express, um, and we just kind of go through everything. That's not a fantasy podcast. It is just we break down the Vegas lines and go through pick and all that stuff. So if you're interested in that, just anywhere that you get your podcast, NFL Express. Also, I am on quite a few fantasy podcasts each week. Um, last week, I did nine total podcasts, just to kind of give you a heads up there. Um, and that is Eat Sleep Fantasy. That's where kind of everything is for fantasy that I focus on. Um, and we have two podcasts. Eat Sleep Fantasy is the main one, but I also do a DFS special where we go over different type of lineups and all that stuff. All you got to do is type in DFS and Dynasty, and that will pull up. You'll see you'll see the logo, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Go ahead and hit subscribe. I'm pretty active, <laughs> as I think most of you guys know. And man, tune into all that other stuff. And if you have questions, we want more involvement, including for the 49ers Rush podcast, which I got some fun surprises that are in the works for everybody. So hopefully that works out. Now, before I get into the entire offensive play breakdown I'm, I'm going to go through everything that we got i and just to let you know i have seven pages of notes here i'll try to cut it down as best as i can i, I do want to tell you about our sponsors and that's my bookie if you are a betting person i, I bet a little bit i don't bet a lot I, um but whenever i do bet i bet with my bookie they are an awesome site and the best thing about them is when you win they pay it's very very easy to get money out and you don't have to worry about these guys they've been around for a very very long time on top of that you can bet on everything across uh, multiple sports if you want to do fantasy prop bets that's their in-game spreads over unders you name it they have it that's my bookie m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e tell them the 49ers rush podcast sent you and on top of that if you enter in our promo code rush 100 r-u-s-h 100 they will double <laughs> they're going to match your initial uh sign up fee whatever you bring over there if you bring over a hundred dollars they'll give you a hundred bucks free to bet so head over there that's my bookie and let them know the 49ers Rush podcast sent you. Now, okay, let's get into stats. C.J. Beathard, let's start with the quarterback. He played awesome, and I hate this quarterback rating because it ain't his damn fault. He goes 23 for 37, passes for 298 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, only took one sack. He scrambled very, very well. He got a lot of rushing attempts. He rushed seven times for 19 yards. And, man, just very, very efficient. Uh, picked up quite a few first downs uh, just by being tough and just running the ball. And, again, those two interceptions are huge because I don't put either one solely on him. The second one, maybe. He should have seen the blitz come and checked out or got it out faster. Now, I will say this. Probably my biggest concern with C.J. Beathard and... You know, I went back and broke down his film on my Twitter account, JL underscore Chapman, and you can see that. I put my coaching notes and all that stuff, and I talk over the film. He gets the ball tipped a ridiculous amount of times, and we saw that in this game. 
There was one point where he got back-to-back passes tipped, and one of the plays got tipped twice. So you're talking three different defenders got their hands on the ball before it got to the receiver in two plays. That's not okay. This this is something that has to be worked on. So CJ made a lot of great plays. He was a little too excited, excited at first until he gets hit. It, it was great. The second offensive series, he goes out there. He, he executes a perfect play-action pass, and they have a roughing the passer penalty. And I'm just sitting there smiling because I'm like, I know this guy. When C.J. Beathard gets hit, he gets pissed off, and he plays well. He is not good in a football game until he gets hit, and he's tough as nails. I mean, that guy is just, he's unreal. So he gets hit, and then after that, he just goes off. Uh, several great plays. My favorite drive of the whole game was whenever he converted three third downs to Kittle, a third and six, a third and seven, and a third and three. All contested coverages, but uh, they were roommates in college, man. Most people forget this. George Kittle and C.J. Beathard were roommates at Iowa. They know each other, and when they are in, you throw each other the ball. That's just what it is. Um, he is absolutely tough. Love that guy. I, I really wish we got the win here because, damn it, he deserved it. So, all in all, great great game overall by C.J. Beathard. Now, my biggest problem with the game is probably Kyle Shanahan. I hate to say this. You lose your starting left tackle, and then all you do is throw the ball. We had 11 straight pass plays in the second half. We were down by nine points. That's it. And we completely abandoned the running game, and it ended up we losing by uh, just two points. Matt Breed only got nine carries. There is a problem. I understand he was down and he was injured, but he was out there, and we did not run the ball. You have to run the ball more than 21 times. If you're throwing the ball 37, you can't run the ball 21. It needs to be much closer to 50-50. So Matt Breed goes nine carries for 39 yards, averages 4.3 yards. Before this game, he was the NFL leading rusher. Not anymore. Uh, that is probably gone for the year. Ezekiel Elliott killed it uh, for Dallas. Probably not going to be an issue the rest of the year. But I will say this. Breida looked unreal. He is amazing. And one of his best runs of the entire game he should have been tackled for a tackle for loss he broke one tackle then made another tackle completely miss and ended up getting seven yards for the first down but it got called back on a holding call by uh Selleck. and so that was huge and we we eventually had to punt out of that drive but it's what it is uh Brita also in the passing game three targets caught all three this guy was a 50 percent catch rate last year and he is dominating three catches for 32 yards Brita is unreal we have to get this ball we have to get the ball to this guy more than just 12 times a game that is bad coaching that's bad coaching we have to not get out of our game plan um Alfred Morris four rushes for 14 yards did not look great he looked okay that uh, that's about the nicest thing that I can say to him. He looked okay. Uh, three targets. He caught one ball for four yards. So uh, there's no area, whether it's our average yards per carry, whether it's, uh, you know, receptions, whether it's, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Matt Breida is better at every single category of football than Alfred Morris. We have to get that guy the ball more. He is basically um, our offensive MVP through four weeks into the season. Get him the ball more. Get him the ball more. Um, hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> now, um, let's go to receptions R- real quick. Again, George Kittle. Golly, that kid is amazing. 
Six catches, 125 yards, one touchdown on eight targets, and just a first down machine. Uh, you know, he, he got at least five first downs just off of my notes here, maybe more on six catches. How is that possible? Basically, every catch he gets a first down or a touchdown, just unreal. He is something special. I, I really do believe he's probably one of the top three or four tight ends in the entire NFL. I, I believe that. We need to get him the ball more. Pierre Garçon, not a great game, not a bad game. Seven targets, four catches for 52 yards, and no touchdowns. But the idea was this. I, I mean, <laughs> we we know exactly what Pierre Garçon is. He is a tough yards, zero separation route runner that just catches great passes. He, there were two or three passes, the ones that he didn't catch, that you know he was surrounded by three guys, and he did the best he can. He's just tough as nails, an amazing run blocker. Kendrick Bourne, three catches on four targets for 34 yards and a touchdown. Great catch on a slant route in the end zone. Perfect pass by C.J. Beathard. Uh, you know, not a lot of separation, but perfect pass and he went up perfect hands and just great great job so uh, yeah i've give kid i've given kendrick Bourne a little bit of a hard time on here but he's playing great yeah, great game by him and we needed him to step up there goodwin two catches 24 yards on four targets he got injured i'm curious to see his snap count that has not come out yet so still waiting on that use check two catches on three targets for 15 yards he made an amazing catch and got hurt went out for a little while lower back injury and came back in the game because he's just tough as anything trent taylor two catches 12 yards on three targets that's kind of where it is and garrett selick again zero catches on one target there's not really much that you can focus on with Garrett Selleck in a positive way. Uh, he makes great blocks in the running game, but I'm going to tell you right now, his blocking grade is going to be worse than Kittle. His receiving grade, far worse. One target, and you give that up, should have been a pick six. But, uh, man, I'm, I don't want to get mad. I don't want to get mad. <laughs> the offensive line grades are rough. Now, again, I want to be honest with you, and Kyle Shanahan echoed this as well. They asked him, man, how do you think the O-line played? And he's like, well, he's like, to be honest with you, I don't really know. I, I've got to wait until I look at the sideline view, so on and so forth. He's like, and he even said, I don't know how, how you guys talk about how O-line played well until you see the end zone view. Well, the end zone view by the NFL is not out yet. It usually comes out tomorrow. So I will be breaking down the defense and O-line play. I know that's kind of weird, but I'm going to combine them together. I can't do the defense now because all 22 film is not out yet. That's where it, it's the panned out view where I can judge the secondary so on and so forth so that episode will be coming later this week so just stay tuned for all offensive line and defensive breakdown but I also want to talk about what's coming up next week we are at home thank god against the Cardinals thank god who are 0-4 thank god um it's at 125 on Sunday next week and just a little bit of an update. The Rams are in first place. They are 4-0. The Seahawks are 2-2. They snuck out a victory. They got pretty lucky against Arizona. But, you know, Earl Thomas, their best player, is out. He flipped off the sidelines as he was being carted out. Man, screw the Seahawks. Like, maybe one of the greatest, probably the greatest Seahawk of all time, 
Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas, maybe Steve Largent you can put into that category, maybe Sean Alexander. But to have one of your all-time greats, Earl Thomas, get carted off the field, season-ending injury, broke his fibula, maybe patella tendon, and flip off the sideline as he's being carted off because they don't take care of him. It's easy to hate the Seahawks. They are just a trashy organization. Pete Carroll, probably the slimiest guy in the entire NFL. But whatever, I'm definitely not biased. Um, so anyway, Seahawks are second, 2-2. Two and two, Niners, 1-3. and three, And the Cardinals, 0-4. Oh so that's the NFC West standings. And we've got a lot more stuff coming up. And just want to say thank you guys. You know, We're going to keep bringing out content and keep pushing out uh, everything that we can. We want to make this better. And i got a couple surprises coming for you. Uh, so stay tuned and stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.